Blog Talk Radio.
Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, good to be with you tonight. Coming from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Canada. And um, a ministry is called East End Revival Ministries. And then we have Brother um, Edward uh, from Carolina. And his ministry is called um, Extended Hands of Jesus Ministry. Amen? That we have are not ours. The ministries we have are his, Jesus. Amen? So you might have a name in ministry or, or whatever it is, but when it comes right down to it, when it comes right down to it, it's not our ministry. Because there is no ministry without Jesus. There is no ministry without Jesus. Amen? We have to realize that. Everything that we have is his. He created us. He's the one who created us. Amen? And when we came into the kingdom of God, we had Jesus into our heart and into our life. We were just saying, Lord, our lives that we that we have lived, that our life that we have that we have done, Lord, we're just laying it down at your feet because we made a mess of it. Amen. That's why it said Jesus, you know, says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus, I come to give life more abundantly. Amen. Are you there, Brother Edward? Edward, are you there? Well, he'll be on right right away here. In the mighty name of Jesus. I just thank you. I just thank you for every person out there that's listening tonight. Every person that's listening there tonight, I just want to say you're very important. You're important to us. You're important to Jesus. Never allow the enemy, the people, the people to say that you're not important. You're, you're, because you're, you're unique. You're unique in your person. The Lord has made you just the way you are. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, for us to be, uh, for, be created who God has called, uh, called us to be. Amen? What, like, what is Jesus saying to you? What is the, the word of God saying to you about you? Amen? The Lord always says great things. You know, that we are special, you know, that we are unique. You know, he loves us unconditional. I mean, there's lots of things that, you know, we need to, uh, we need to, uh, what does the Bible say? Not what people say. Not what the enemy says. It's what, it's what, it's what God says about you. You know, receive what the Lord says about, about us. You know, that we're a new creation. No all things have passed away. Everything is new. You ask Jesus into your heart, no matter what, what, what it was, everything becomes new. The old person dies, and a new, a new person in spirit is reborn. Amen? I mean, that's just how it works. That's why I said old things pass, everything is new. It's a new day. You have a new life. And then you just, you just got to, you know, the whole key is getting to know Jesus. Because when you first become born again, 
you know, and be honest with each other. We're like a little baby. We're a babe in Christ. So our first thing we need to do is get to know Jesus. Who is Jesus? I mean, before we got born again, we heard he's a teacher, we heard he's this. But, but, but when we basically ask him to come into our life, and we ask Jesus to come in, you know, into our heart, then we, get, we need to know who Jesus is. You know, he's our Savior. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our friend. But he's also our God. Amen? So we need to, we need to uh, you know, uh, learn that. Be, uh, spend some time with Jesus. You know? The Bible said that Jesus speaking, my sheep hear my voice. Well, the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you'll hear his voice. Amen? And as, and as you basically spend time in the Word, you know, it's a process. We're, 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 we're a work in, pro- uh, in progress. And as we, you know, as we, as we grow and we learn through uh, challenges, through situations, and even symptoms. We speak the word of God. We proclaim the word of God over over that situation, over that circumstance, even over them symptoms. You know, you, you just got to speak the word of God. And as you do that, as you speak the word of God, the circumstances will change. Situations will change. And even your symptoms will change. Because the word of God is alive and full of power. And it doesn't change. So when you speak the word, amen, that's why tonight, that's why tonight, Brother Edward and myself, Apostle Edward and myself, we're going to be speaking on signs and wonders and miracles. Amen? Signs, wonders, miracles follow us. As we believe. That's the key. The Lord confirms his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. But you have to believe. You have to be in the spirit. Signs, wonders, and miracles will never follow you, any of us, if if, if if we're in the world. In the world system. I'm not talking about in the world living. I'm talking about in the world system. The Bible says, uh, the Lord speaking, do not love the world, anything of the world. So if you have wanted to have signs, wonders, and miracles following you, you need to believe and you need to be walking in the spirit of God. Amen. Because they're supernatural. Signs, wonders, and miracles are supernatural. They're right from God. Right from our Father in heaven. And he's confirming his word. Right? Just like when Jesus was on the earth, the uh, the word was always confirmed through Jesus. Amen? And signs, wonders, and miracles Followed Jesus wherever he went. 
And that's what the Lord wants for us. Signs, wonders, and miracles to follow up. Amen? Amen. So, are you there, Brother Edward? Hello, Brother Edward. Oh, he'll be on shortly. He'll be on shortly. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And how many of you out there? How many of you out there want signs, wonders, and miracles to follow you? How many of you out there, when you win, when you go, wherever you go, and whatever you do, the signs, wonders, and miracles are following you? You walk into a place and, and the atmosphere changes. Amen? You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You speak the word. Speak God's word and, 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 and that person healed in, in another country, another place, or set free. Amen? Or, or you walk into a place and people get convicted. They don't know what they, they don't they don't want you around because they you know they either get mad or they get glad but that's you know you walk into that place and all of a sudden that person is, is is basically down on the floor crying out they need Jesus Amen what's happening and the thing is. Every born-again Christian that's following Jesus, that's following after the Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow, follow, follow all of us. Amen? Signs, wonders, and miracles will follow us as we believe. You believe that the Lord can raise a person from the dead. Do you believe that the person, the Lord can set a person, uh, um, set a person cancer free? You believe the sick could be healed. You believe the blind. You believe the blind will see. The deaf will hear. The lame will walk. The sick will be healed. You believe those oppressed of the devil are free. See, that's the key. The key is believing. Because how can you signs one is a miracle? Signs one is miracles following you, and 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 the Lord confirms His word with signs one is a miracle if you don't believe it. I'm like, come on. Before you pray for somebody else for, for healing, you've got to believe they're going to be healed. Amen? Okay, okay. let me try. I'll jump in here and see if you hear me. Brother Roy? Amen. I hear you, Edward. You know? You hear me? I was saying, Edward. I hear you. Oh, okay. Brother, I love you. Okay. Okay. And what I'm saying there, Edward, just, well, I'm just going to finish off my sentence and turn it back over. Lord, I, I, you know okay. what? If you go out there, you need to, you know, if you, if you want, you're believing it for signs, wonders, and miracles to follow you. And that's what the Bible says. But follow us. You have to believe. You have to believe when, the, when God confirms his word, 
what signs one is a miracle, you have to believe that wherever you go and whatever you do, it's going to come to pass. Is that right, Brother Apostle Edward? Yes, Hello? it is. It is. Yes, it is. It has to. You have to believe it and expect it. And when you do that and you act upon it, it always is there. But it, it comes from us believing those things. Because if we're truly preaching the word, believing the word with a pure heart, right motives and everything, these things will happen automatically. It isn't something we make happen. It, we flow in it. It's like a divine flow. That anointing there, the anointing to get people saved, healed, delivered, set free. That power is there when you're there. You see that atmosphere. You create an atmosphere when you're there, the anointing upon your life, when you walk in these things. And we all are to do that. In fact, you know, uh, when you were uh, on the scripture of Mark 16, you know, those four verses, the Great Commission, the first two are, which everybody believes that. And, you know, back in the day when I got saved back in 1970 and everything, baptized in the Holy Ghost in 71, uh, what happened, uh, some people disagreed with that. And of course, what happens is, Jesus, when he gave us the Great Commission, the Great Commission, he says in the 17th and 18th verse of Mark 16, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, they shall, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on sick and they shall recover. What happens is when we, uh, when we are preaching the word of God, uh, these signs will follow what we're doing, so it's for the believers, these signs to follow them that believe. And that's believers, but actually it actually goes a step beyond these signs to follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe or believers that believe these signs will follow them. You see, I'm putting two believes in there because there's believers, but not all believers believe signs will follow them. But you must believe, that's be right. a believer, and then believe these signs will follow you. So that, that's really what, what it is, you know. Because that goes with the Great Commission. That's all, everything that the Lord said in a, uh, uh, a scripture, four verses right there. That was a paragraph of things that he said. And with that paragraph of things that he said right there, uh, it's for everything for us. You know, it comes as a package deal. It's not just uh, be a witness, go out there and win souls to Jesus, but also demonstrate the power of God and signs following. Because that's part of our Great Commission. Yeah, that's right, uh, Brother Ezra. And the thing about it, like I was saying before, like I was saying just before you have come on there, uh, Paul Edward, that the thing about it is that the people, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow them, you know, as they're following the, as they're following the Spirit of God, and and basically, uh, you know, in the Spirit, signs, wonders, and miracles won't follow them. If, if, if they're in, if they're playing with the world, because they have to believe, you know what I'm saying, and they got to be in the right. spirit, in the Holy Spirit, to believe. Amen. 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 That's that's the whole thing because it's being in the Holy Spirit, in the Spirit, these things manifest. They will flow through us because it's just right. an automatic procedure there. Uh, God makes it happen, but there we have to be in the place to receive it and operate in it. And many people are not expecting that. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4.20, 
the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. And uh, that means that's right. through this falling, that's where the power is. It's not just words of our preaching and teaching, even though there are anointed words, but those words take root and they make things happen. In other words, things happen. We speak about healing, deliverance, casting out devil. Those things actually work. It's not just something we just say the words, but manifestations take place. It actually works what we say, where a lot of people don't really take a hold of that. They think, well, uh, this thing doesn't happen or that happened back then or these are just words to say. But no, these words, we, we expect them. When we use these words and we do these things, what happens is we need to expect that. And when you expect that and you act upon that and work on that, then these things do happen. But uh, we must be in that place. But uh, some churches, some people try to think that was just for yesterday. But everybody will say, well, yes, we believe in the Great Commission to get people saved and go out there, which we're supposed to do. But you can't leave off the second part because if that second part of signs falling in the believers and the power of God isn't there, uh, what happens is the first part's not true. Because if we're to do the first part, the second part goes with it. We can't divide the two. They must be together in order to fulfill that commission. Exactly. Exactly. And we need to be really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because as we're going, wherever we go, and, you know, whatever we do, we need to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will say, basically, I want you to go and lay hands on that person. But if we're not if we're not listening to the spirit, if we're not being spirit led, then basically we're going to just ignore that. You know what I'm saying? But if you're spirit led and you really know the spirit, you will go do that, and that will give and the Lord will basically grant that person a miracle. Amen. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. That's what happens when you do that. That's what happens. I get uh, okay. Could you excuse me for a minute? I will be back in just a minute. I, I noticed something here. I have to jump out real quick. Is that okay? Sure, sure. I'll be right back, okay? Yeah, no problem, buddy. Yeah. Brother Edward yeah, will be right, right back. He, he's just, he'll be right back. And anyway, I just want to uh, just want to read, read, read something. So that scripture, it, it, it's for everyone. Every born-again believer that's out there listening to me by radio. Okay? You know what I'm saying? It's sort of a five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, of past Jesus. But it's for every born-again believer, right? Signs and wonders and miracles will follow us as believers. As we believe. Because the Holy Spirit is able to tell you to lay hands on somebody... For for, uh, for their healing, the miracle healing, if you don't believe it's going to happen. Amen? You have to go and say, you know what? This God has told me to do this. He confirms his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And I'm going to go do this. Right? Because it's not about me. It's all about him. Amen? And when the Lord tells you to do something... And you do that, you're obedient to do it, he will bring it to pass. The thing is, we got to get out of our head, especially our head, not our heart, but our head. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, that's not our responsibility. 
That's the Lord's responsibility. He's accountable. He told you to do it. That's why we got to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because there's times where the enemy will try to tell you to do something too. Or your flesh will try and have you do something. That's why we got to be, my brothers and sisters, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, get baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight. You need to know the Holy Spirit. This is the year of signs and wonders and miracles following us as we follow the miracle worker, Jesus, as we are intimate with the Holy Spirit. Daddy God, he's the one that confirms the word, his word. Amen, Brother Edwards? Amen, brother. Amen. The Lord confirms his word. Always, uh, when we do the word, he confirms it. But we have to be doing that. That's really an experiment or a test for us, because if we're really preaching the word, things happen. A lot of people say, well, this doesn't happen in my ministry. That doesn't happen in my You know, is what they would say about their ministries. But, uh, <laughs> excuse me, the problem is, if we're really preaching that word, it's going to happen. You know, but most people don't expect it, and that's why they don't see it. But it should be happening in every ministry. In other words, people are today are sick. People need delivered. They need saved. They need filled. Uh, they need uh, God in their lives more than ever. And that, that power, you know, that baptism of the Holy Ghost, that mighty infilling is what gives us the ability to do what Jesus did in John fourteen twelve. In other words, through the, gifts of the Spirit, through the gifts of the Spirit, he did his power works through the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. That was his character. And we Amen. are to demonstrate we can't do it in ourselves, but through him we can do it, you see, through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why yeah. it's called the gifts of the Spirit. They're the fruit of the Spirit, of the Spirit, of the Spirit of God. It's our enabler. So through our enabler, we can do all things, you see. And uh, see, that, that scripture, uh, John fourteen twelve, has always been one of my favorite. The things that I do, that I do, so shall you do even greater things. Jesus was talking to you, to me, and to everybody back in that day and up to the time that he comes back. He was speaking to every man, woman, boy, and girl that believes his word. They will do what he did. And we have to examine ourselves. Am I really doing these things? Am I seeing people saved, healed, filled? Uh, demons cast out, lives changed. Am I seeing God's mighty power working in my life? Am I seeing God's mighty power working through my life, you see? And we have to really examine ourselves and be serious about this because uh, we can't just float through and say, well, I believe this, I believe that. The Word says this, the Word says that. And back in the day in the Scripture, uh, Paul did this, Peter did this, and way back years ago here, Smith Wigglesworth did this, somebody did that. No, that word is for you and I today. It's what we do. We don't have to look at what somebody else did. We have that same ability ourselves, so we don't look up to somebody else per se as, as the ultimate. The only one that's the ultimate is Jesus, and we see ourselves able to do those things. So we have to say, hey, I'm, Roy would say, Roy, I'm going to do those things. And Ed me would say, I'm going to do those things. We have to take it on ourselves to do exactly what that word says. There's too many people that look 
what others did in times past and even biblical characters, which is great. But we have to think for ourselves because uh, what would have happened if Paul would have looked at everybody else or what would have happened to Smith Wigglesworth if he'd have looked at everybody else back in the day? They would have never done anything, great men of God. But they said, hey, the Word says this, so I'm going to believe what the Bible says. And they did it themselves, you see. And if they can do it, we can do it, you see. Everybody can do it. The Bible is a whosoever will book. Whosoever will believe it and act upon it will receive the benefits of it. James one twenty two says, Be not only a hearer, but a doer of that word. And if you do that word, you will reap what that word says, because it won't come back void. And we have to learn those things, and that's what it means by working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We work out the word and make make it work in our lives by obeying it and looking what the conditions are applying it the way God told us. And if we do it what he told us to do, if it wouldn't work, then the Bible would be a lie. And we know better than that. So therefore, that word's got to work. He, he's not a man that he should lie. And all the promises of God are yes and amen, you know, or so be it, which means amen. So everything's for us, for his will for us. We just have to meet the conditions to receive that promise, to do what he wants us to do, to mature and to grow in those things. But what you just said, we just simply have to believe it, simply act upon it and expect it and accept nothing less and stand to it until the manifestation comes forth. That's why the Bible said, let patience have a work, perfect work that you'll lack nothing in James 1.4. Because as we apply that word with patience, if it doesn't miraculously happen right away, it's going to happen. I mean, it, it's it's a sure thing. When you release your faith in a, a word, it's a sure thing. Because he hears us. He said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and his will is his word. And if we know he heard us, then we have the petitions we desired of him. First John 5, verse 14, verse 15. And that's as simple as it can be, uh, be said there. It, it's really so simple, Apostle Roy. But people don't want to believe it or try to explain it away or make excuses. We just simply have to believe it. That's why many people in other countries are seeing great things happen, because they just simply are like children. They simply believe it, what it says, like where they have childlike faith, they simply believe it. Isn't that right? That is so true. That is so true. And you know, the thing is that, we have to tell everybody out there it can happen any time. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, it, and there's nothing wrong with getting together with the brothers and sisters and going into a building and stuff. But the thing about it is, signs, wonders, and miracles can happen any time. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had, you know, a sister, you know, and you know what we should do, maybe, uh, Brother Edward, share us a miracle. You know, I mean, we're, we're yeah. right now, we're talking to everybody out there. And we're telling them about signs, wonders, and miracles following. Amen? Uh, as we believe. Exactly. Well, maybe, there's, maybe right there's they, what they need to do, what they need to hear is some miracles, things that each one of us has been, you know, uh, has followed us. Signs, wonders, and miracles where, you know, where uh, miracles have happened. You know? Amen. Like even on God's top. Even God's power. I mean, the thing is, uh, the four of us yeah. were together. Uh, uh, of course, uh, yeah. uh, I'm just going to say Brother Ken and and and, uh, and you, Brother Edward, and uh, Brother David, myself, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, and and you know, the thing about it is, is 
God confirmed his word with absolutely miracles on that day. Yes. All the time. You name the miracle and it happens. Yes. Amen. Amen. Every day, every time we... Okay, on the program, one real reason. Anyhow, but that was a major 
that was a major thing. But the, the mirror, those two things were a miracle. But the miracle, nine hours and six minutes there, and like you just sat there completely rested. Uh, I, I feel more going through more on this uh, on here as we were doing the program, an hour and a half we generally do. And I, I feel like it was more, even on Jordan and everything, there's more energy than we put forth there because there was just such an anointing of presence, you see. And, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, we had, we had ministered to uh, her uh, sons, too, uh, in fact, two of them, but one in particular. It was a hard case, you know. Uh, he had really uh, beat up. Uh, well, he hit teachers. He was violent. They wouldn't even leave him in Christian schools or uh, schools. You know, he, he was a violent person. And uh, anyhow, I'll never forget it. About a year and a half ago, I guess it was or so, uh, he came down here. And, of course, we, we set the stage. by We had praise music on, good music, worship music. And when he came in, we commenced to minister to him. He was kind of quiet, silent, didn't say anything. And my wife started to minister to him. I started to minister. And uh, we broke the forces off of him. You know, it wasn't any great strain or anything. And he was set free, and he was completely a different man. And I had to look at that thing. It was just so simple because we're talking two hard cases here that uh, were definitely hard cases, to say the least. But uh, it was the two simplest things that I've ever seen in ministry of 52 years of this experience, you know, and getting people saved, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. But really, very hard case. But the, the presence of God was a thing. That's what gets the job done. Like it says in Zechariah 4, 6, it's not the power of might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And I, I attribute all that to the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that set him free. It was not just things that we said or we prayed and this type of thing. Oh, yeah, we do those things, of course. But it's that presence because the anointing is what destroys the yoke. It isn't our preaching, our teaching, exactly. or our singing or anything like that, but it's it's a God power thing, God's power. That's why I like the name of a program right there, God's power, because it isn't our prayers, it's not our songs, it's not our knowledge, our great wisdom, or whatever you want to call it, but it, it's the presence of God. So I attribute everything uh, to the anointing and the presence. In fact, matter of fact, how many times have we seen things happen that didn't even call in, they got healed? I've had people that uh, didn't even, when I was even holding years ago, holding uh, a meeting and anyhow, they'd bring somebody up to be prayed for they ever asked for prayer themselves and one lady uh here she wasn't able to have children never even asked me to pray for her, but she brought somebody up for some other need and she told me about two weeks later that she was barren but she said you know you didn't know this but she said well, i brought a lady up here for prayer and i was up here i never asked you for prayer and she said guess what i'm pregnant it was, it was a few weeks later, you know, which was time here that she uh, found out she was pregnant. And that's what I mean, that that, that presence, that anointing. And, and what she said tonight is so true about this program right now. Miracles, we declare, Brother Roy, right now we agree in the name of Jesus. Uh, but we walk here about 830. In the name of Jesus, we agree that miracles are transpiring right now, Father. We just ask you to perform miracles. People saved, healed, delivered, set free whatever is needed, Father, by faith, my brother 
and I agree in the name of Jesus. You release your power, Father God. You release your anointing and your power upon these listeners, upon this audience now, and those who will listen to it on the rerun in the future that hear this, Father, hear the sound of my voice here. That anointing will be upon them, and they will be set free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your, your presence, because your word is not, it's, it's not just in word, but it's in power. The kingdom is not in word, but it's in power, demonstrating the power. So, Father, we ask you to demonstrate yourself in a mighty way as, as Apostle Roy and I are here this evening in this program, Father, in Jesus' name. And I'm going to ask you all, too, that are listening here now, and if you listen to it a week later, whatever time, it doesn't matter when, because God doesn't know time, and the anointing is there when it's on a program, it stays there if it's 100 years later, the presence, the anointing of God. And I want you to let us know of this thing. Roy will be saying at the end of the message, well, our addresses and everything. And of course, you can even write on the uh, program down below in the comments about it. But we need your testimonies because it speaks in the 105th Psalm that we're to make known the deeds of God to the people. We need these testimonies that we can share them on the program to show people the reality of this because when you have a need, God expects you, as he meets that need, especially if you ask for prayer, even though you haven't asked for prayer tonight, but we need you to give the testimony, because your testimony might be responsible for many people getting saved, healed, or delivered, because people listen to testimonies, and they say, hey, if, if God healed that man or that woman, he will heal me too. And so your testimony is very important. Many times the testimony does far more than what we can do preaching or teaching. So we ask for always, please give testimonies in this program or any program you're on. Testify, because that's, that's giving glory to God. That's encouraging the ministers there, yes, but it's giving glory to God, and it's showing people that we don't just say a bunch of words, but these words bring forth results. And we all have to do that. We need to testify of what the Lord is doing, that he can be exalted. That's what it's all about. That's why we're on the program here, to get people saved, healed, delivered, set free, and exalt Jesus Christ. So we agreed now, and we expect miracles now. We expect to hear from you all about this because we believe this. We release this power, and uh, we believe it. And, and every, every program I do, I, I expect that. Sometimes I'll pray it. I don't always pray it out. But I expect the move of God to go beyond what I ever preach or teach because uh, you could be ministered on healing, and God will give you maybe wisdom about your job or maybe you need some direction in your life or whatever. He'll give it to you. In other words, his presence is there to meet you whatever you need, like it says in the Psalmist 46.1. He's a very present help in time of need and time of trouble. So you being there, just the anointing alone, not just by what we're saying, but by that anointing alone, will get that job done of what you have need of in your life, you see. And that, that's what this program's about. So expect. Expect like you never did as you're on the program here. Expect God to move in you, to heal you if you're sick, to set you free. Whatever it is, you expect it, and just, just expect God to do it because we're in agreement that that anointing is here. It's going to set you free from whatever you need set for your help with, okay? So you receive it now in Jesus' name. I'm just going to share something the Lord put in my heart there. People out yeah. there that are listening right now that you need to come into repentance. Repentance of not believing God. Of not believing when he told you that he's going to do this and do that. You know, the, the bottom line on it, he says, signs, wonders, and miracles follow us as we believe. 
and, the, and then you're looking at Second Chronicles 17, 14, and I want you to put your name in there, okay? Like, for example, if Roy was called by my name, would humble himself and seek my face and turn from his wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive his sin, and heal his land. Amen? The first Amen. step to revival is repentance. The first step to revival is repentance. To have re- and, and the Lord wants to revive you out there. The Lord wants to revive, uh, revive uh, Brother Edward, Brother Roy. He wants to revive everyone out there. He wants to revive us. Amen. Yes. You know? And the second in, in, uh, 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 revival is empowerment. See, the thing is, the more that you repent, the more that you humble yourself and pray and seek his faith and turn from your wicked ways, then he hears from heaven, forgives you, heal. But the but then he empowers you. He Amen. empowers you to 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 find one of the miracles to follow you, wherever you go, yes. whatever you do. That's the key, right? Yes. Amen. And then what the Lord will give. Then what the Lord will do, He'll give you a vision. He'll give you a vision of of basically. Of, of what to do wherever you go, you know, to lay hands on the sick, to, to speak words of encouragement, whatever it is, but it, it'll all be Holy Spirit initiated. Amen. And so you have Amen. to believe. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you, to some of you out there, and and you have not been receiving. You haven't been believing it. You know, you know what? Unbelief is a sin. But come on. I know I'm getting a little little bit harsh here, but unbelief is a sin. Because faith, but without faith, can't please God. So unbelief is a sin. So so you need to turn from that wicked way. And you need to start believing what God said. You know what? Sir, your, your circumstance will change. Your situations will change. Even your symptoms will change. Because the word of God never, ever changes. And all we have to do is believe what he said. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Amen. Yes, repentance is a key for all things. Turning, the word repent means turn around completely. Do a 180 degree turn away from what you did. In other words, you say, forgive me for what I did, forgive me for my sin, and you turn and go the other way. And the beautiful thing about it is, he tells us in the scripture in Romans 8:13, he says, through the Holy Spirit, you will mortify the deeds of your flesh. You see, you're not doing this in your own strength or power. It's not like making a New Year resolution on December the 31st for the new year. It's making a commitment to God and asking him to empower you to accomplish that. And he will give you the power to do it, you know, to live the life that you should be. He delivered me from smoking. He's delivered me from many things. Because what he'll do in deliverance when you ask forgiveness, 
If you mean business to be set free from anything, I don't care if it's pornography, I don't care if it's alcoholism, if it's drugs, smoking, you name it, anything, what will happen is if you mean that in your heart, you mean it 100% in your heart, you ask him to give you the power. He will do it because when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost way back in 1971, 51 years ago, what happened was I smoked and I was a Christian. I was born again for 10 and a half months and I couldn't get the victory. Well, I wanted to be baptized, but the pastor said, I can't baptize you. He told my wife that he couldn't do it because I was a smoker. And he was going to baptize about four people, four of us, another two or three men and myself. But these guys never smoked in front of him, but I would smoke in front of the pastor. I didn't try to hide myself, you see. And uh, anyhow, he said, well, if if you agree to quit smoking, I will baptize you. It was on a Sunday. And so I agreed. And my wife and I and our kids went out for dinner at that time. And I said, honey, I said, you know, I've been up and down in my walk with the Lord. And I uh, agreed that I'm going to quit smoking, and, I, and I'm agreeing that God's going to help me. I'll say, I've been, I've been failing all the time here, and uh, I, I'm just going to give it all to God. And I told her that, and then uh, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I've been failing everything, and then I'm plus now quitting smoking. I have, I'm facing some major things, and there's no way possible I can make this. But I said, Lord, give me the power to do it. You give me the power to do it. I give it all to you. Give me the power. So I went in, was baptized. You know, we had a wonderful service. I told him I quit smoking. Uh, I came back that night with my wife and I, you know, and after church. And uh, anyhow, usually at 9 o'clock, I'd watch a show called Bonanza. That was one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, yeah. And after, <laughs> way back then. And I, what I did when I uh, did that, I told her, I said, honey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to pray. And when she knew I was going to go in and not watch Bonanza, that was really surprised her. But I had never said that to her before that I'm going to go back in the bedroom and pray, and especially when Bonanza was on, you know. Anyhow, I went in and I said, God, I said, I just give it all to you right now. I said, give me that power, that strength. And I knew nothing about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, empowerment, tongues. I knew nothing about Pentecost. It wasn't a Pentecostal church I went to. I just knew I'd give it all to God, and I just knew God give me that power. And I'll tell you what happened. Catechismical lights came on really above me. It was a hot summer day in June, all right? And the wind was not blowing at all, but the windows were open. The curtains were just still, but all of a sudden those curtains blew. Lights came on at the top of me, and I you know, I went into tongues. I didn't know what in the world happened. What was going on here? I didn't know anything about tongues, and, uh, you know, praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, baptism of the Holy Ghost. I, I thought, wow, what happened? So I went out after I was done praying and everything, and my wife said I was aglow. And my mind, from that night forth, I was hungry for God. I saw things as they really were. I, I was bold. Everything that I wasn't, I turned into. I turned into a man of God. Uh, I really mean I spent 10 hours a day in the Bible. I wasn't working the time. I was laid off. And uh, to make a long story short, everything, the hunger, the desire, the learning, the understanding, you name it, I had it all going for me there, right? And uh, anyhow, I didn't know till one year later, because like I said, the church I went to was not a Pentecostal church. They couldn't give me any advice on it. They just thought I had a good dose of salvation. Well, about a year later, I found out through a friend of mine that I worked with, uh, he belonged to the full gospel businessman. I told him my experience, and he said, "Well, did you owe your yet?" And I said, "No." 
I said, I told him what happened. He said, well, he gave me instructions about that. And it was just a matter of days later, I was fluent in my prayer language. But to see, the key to this whole thing is, Lord, I give it all to you. I don't give 99% to you. I give 100% because I'll tell you this. Unless you mean business 100%, the Holy Ghost will not help you. But when you mean 100%, no bridges, no uh, burn all your bridges. Burn all your bridges. Everything has to burn. You're standing on that alone. No bridges, no step number two. If this doesn't work, plan B. No, there isn't such a thing as plan B with God or bridges. They're all burnt. You're standing in one place, you do it, and you say, okay, God, I've just given it all to you. Give me the power. You do it. When you put yourself in that position, meeting business with God, I've never seen the Holy Ghost fail. He empowers you, like it says in Romans 8, 13. He says he gives you the power to uh, really to deaden your flesh. In other words, destroy that, that flesh, that thing in your flesh, to, to, to dead things. So there's no reason why you and I, all, every man, woman, boy, and girl can't be set free from things. Because the Garden of Eden, actually, you know, Brother Roy, uh, it began the Garden of Eden. It was the first time that Jesus shed his blood. And he gave us the power, willpower right there, because he was fighting the fact of going to the cross. But what did he say to the Lord, his Father? He said, Father, uh, he said, if it be possible, take this cup from me. But if not, not my will, but your will be done. So therefore now, I can't claim, well, hey, I didn't will to do it. I was afraid to do it. I just couldn't get up enough gumption to do it. But no, because the Lord gave me that when he shed that blood from his head there in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, through that, what he went yeah. through. So that blood, the ability to say no to my self-centered will and yes to the will of God. When I say yes to the will of God, I say, Lord, I give it all to you. I just give it all to you now. I can't make it myself. I'm helpless with it. But you have the power. Now, you empower me. And he does that. I tell you, then when it happens, Brother Roy, it's so amazing because you know it's nothing you could ever accomplish or anything you could do. But you can you can walk in these things. You can do these things because it's a supernatural thing, whether it's the fruit of the Spirit or whether it's the gift of the Spirit or, or not smoking or drinking or whatever it might be. There's a strength that you know, a new strength in you, and you know where it's from. You know it's not your strength. and know it comes from above. It's the Lord. But he will do that if you mean business with him. And like you said, if my people were called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land in Second Chronicles 7.14. And that, that, it really, that verse says what it means and means what it says. We just simply have to believe God's word says what it means and means what it says. We so often try yeah. to... Uh, be like a lawyer, try to twist words around, try to make a play in words. No, it, God's words are simple. The Word of God really is simple. Uh, I have learned as I go along in life, the way I teach, the way I preach, and the way I live my life. And it's really simple. We just simply obey it. You know, we make it difficult by trying to explain our way out of it or trying to figure your way out of it to do something another way or take a shortcut. But there isn't such a thing as a shortcut with God. He doesn't, he doesn't jump skip you from first grade to third grade. You go to first grade, second, and the third grade, uh, and, and you have to learn. And you learn. You learn. You keep going around the valley until you do learn. But uh, that, that's how it works. I mean, and it really works, but you have to work it and be true to it. Amen. Amen. I think, uh, Brother Edward, too, I'm, I'm kind of put something on, on, on my heart here. Um, we become 
a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. Like our lives become a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. Because that's, and then as it becomes that, then we basically will, a sign, wonder, and miracle follow us because we become a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. Our lives. Amen. Because people, people see that our lives change. You know what I'm saying? Like when you first got born again, you have to be example, when you first asked Jesus into your heart, your family mm-hmm. seen the sign, wonder, and miracle change right before them in your life. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Amen? Amen. And that's why, and a lot of times what that what we need, it needs to happen because that's what brings people to Jesus. Our our lives, our lives bring people to Jesus. Like your wife, you know, you know, mm-hmm. your children, your family, you know. Because if we still, if we just keep getting excited about Jesus, no matter how long we've been serving the Lord, like you've been serving over fifty-one years, and I'm coming into forty next year. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about it. Edward, if we would just think for a second, and I'm talking to everybody out there right now, if we would have just mm-hmm. basically got, uh, as you know, uh, in that year, uh, whatever, and if we would have just basically uh, got back into the world, what would have happened with their family? Like, mm-hmm. this is really strong. This is an accountability thing. We need to realize, everybody out there, that that how you basically live your life reflects a lot of, on your family, bringing them into the kingdom of God. It does. And, you know, Brother Roy, uh, I didn't want to jump in on you that, but it goes even deeper than that. You know, you can be a blessing. Like, David. remember how they always said to Solomon and the people were, you know, his generation fall under David. They said, because your father, your forefather, we will do this. You know, God said to him because he was looked up to. He was the, the, the man, you know. In other words, he was the, the elder over his generation right there. So, therefore, they were blessed. But negative side, if you are on the, serving the wrong God, if you're serving the devil, it's going to bring curses upon your family. Like, say, like men are alcoholics, say they're womanizers, say they're perverts. Well, that spirit can go down through the generation, which is called generational curses, you see. So we, uh, my wife and I, we are the seniors, right? My wife and I are the seniors. She's a, uh, a woman. I'm the man, you know. And we have great-grandchildren. Yeah. We have four, number 14 coming up. Right. We have nine grand, 14 great, three kids. All right? Uh, we are what? They're, they're being blessed, many of them, and there's, there's need. They don't get me wrong. They aren't all saved, everything perfect, not at all. But it's moving in that direction. They're under our blessing because it's the, uh, the man and the woman, you know, over them now uh, as the generation. We're the oldest ones. We're the seniors over them. We're the, we're the, we're the leaders. And because of what we are and what we do, they're blessed. And I believe that's why they are many times. So you can be a blessing to the family and your generation, or you can be a curse to it. So uh, what you're saying is so important because anything we do, good or bad, has an effect on somebody else. We we don't live our lives onto ourselves. There are others that are affected by our good or by our bad. 
And many people don't realize that. They say, well, it's my life. I'll do what I want to do. But, hey, you're affecting people uh, <laughs> far more than yourself. And you want to do things the good way, the right way, the God way. That way you're going to bless them. But if you're doing it the wrong way, how many people are you hurting? Exactly. And if you take our, our Lord Jesus, when, you know, mm. uh, when he was on the earth, he affected, his life affected a lot of people. You're right. You're right. Definitely. His, his character. The character that's, of Christ right. affected a lot of people. I'm telling you. And it's the same it with does. Like, I mean, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Being the mate, my wife's the matriarch, I'm the patriarch. You know, the man and then the woman yeah. matrix, that's the name. And that's a grave responsibility. That's a grave responsibility, and God holds us accountable for that because uh, we can be the reason our family is hurting, you know, because of things that we did, you know. That's why there's so many curses down the bloodline, you know, and that's why they have to be broken because, you know, actually, when we get saved, we have a new DNA, but then we have to claim that's that right. DNA. And- be delivered sometimes to a curse, even though we have it. We have all these things for us. We, we are healed. We're everything. God gave us everything. But then we have to stand on those promises to make it a reality also. We're healed. We were healed 2,000 years ago by Jesus' stripes. We're, we're the well the devil's trying to make sick. We're not the sick. Get the, uh, the, the, we're sick and trying to get well. We're the well the devil's trying oh. to make sick. We're always the well side. But the thing about it is, that's a promise of God, and we have to fight for that promise. We we fight the battle of faith. That's what it means. The real the battle of faith yeah. is simply yeah. taking God's word and making a reality in your life. And the fight that you go through to make it become a reality is a battle of faith. Exactly. And you know the thing about it is the scripture says, "Choose this day whom you will serve." And I believe Amen. that. Amen. You know, whom you will who you will serve. I believe the choices Amen. we make today, uh, Brother Edward, determine our destiny in God tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, we have that you choice, know? and you know we have that choice uh, every day. We make a choice. You make a choice. In fact, several times a day, because when we're challenged with things, am I going to take the road and make a decision that God wants me to take it? I'm facing now. Or am I going to do? what the devil would have me do, because with choices, how many choices do we make a day to do good or evil? You know, we're challenged some days with more exactly. than others. Some days we have all kinds of opportunities to do the wrong thing. Other days it just kind of flows along. But almost every day we're making a God or a devil decision there, like you quoted in Joshua twenty four fifteen, who are you going to serve? You yeah. know, it's not just a one-time shot. We make a one-time shot. But then we, it's a daily thing, and, and as it arises, we have to, to do that because I could have had the greatest victory yesterday, but today's a new day, a new day of challenges, so I can't live off of yesterday. I have to face what I face today and, and get the victory again because it's a day-by-day-by-day day day thing. You see, it continually. It's a continual battle, a continual stand on the mountaintop. Like we used to play King of the Mountain when I was a kid, and it's one thing to get up on that mountain or that hill, and they try to get you off the people, but then it's another thing to maintain yeah. it. Because you can get a certain thing, you can get a different levels, but you need to maintain the levels because there's always somebody that's trying to knock you off. And, of course, we know who that somebody is. 
and uh, the devil doesn't like it, yeah. especially the more effective you become. And uh, uh, it, it's you, you have, it, it's uh, very simple to understand this way we're talking. We're, we're simplifying it. I mean, it takes something to work, walk in and out. That's you and I both know that. But yet, when you put forth that effort, you, you're not on your own strength. That's what's so nice about it. Because if I had to rely on my own ability, faith, and strength, I would have lost long ago. But I recognize that, hey, God's going to help me. He's not going to allow that to happen uh, because he's taking care of me. In fact, you heard the prophetical word the other day on the program that I got right there about the wind sailing in and the devil can't stop and, and everything like that. That's, it wouldn't just go for me. It would go for anybody that uh, is uh, serving God. It means business is going forth in the Lord, you know, because these things aren't one-man show type things. These are for whosoever will, whoever's in that place can claim the same benefit because God's not a respect of your people. If, if those that are serving him and doing what he wants to do, he's going to take care of them, you know. He's going to take care of them. Amen. And we have to recognize that. Uh, we, we really do. We have to keep these things close to our heart, Brother Roy. It says that in all diligence, keep them to your heart because out of it are the issues of life. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, verses uh, 20 through 22, it speaks about uh, keep everything in our heart and diligently because the issues of life come out there. In other words, those decisions. Uh, fact, uh, in your patience, possess you your souls, the Bible says. And that's another thing, being yeah. patient. You know, these all these, these things that we talk about, being patient and believing God, trusting Him, waiting on the Lord, uh, it possesses our whole being. So standing pat on the Word until it becomes a reality uh, is our whole life, F- spiritual, physical, and everything. We we simply have to believe, declare, and then when it gets to the point of distance, trust, complete trust no matter what. This, this trust in God. Trust is lean not to your own understanding, lean not to your own circumstances, what people say, what you think, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're tempted to do. Uh, we have to just stand pat, be strong by our words and our thoughts or actions, and say, now look, Lord, your word says this, and that's it, I believe it. And then if I'm doing something wrong or I need some correction that I have to do before he can do it, I'm, I'm open my spirit because I always keep myself open. Uh, because when I'm believing for something, if I would go to mess it up, I need God to uh, to show me where I need to make. Well, I'll give you an example. Let me give you a good example. Years ago, we were trying to uh, sell our home many years ago when we lived in uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, anyhow, for a year, we couldn't sell it. We didn't even get a bite on it. So I was holding a meeting at this church that night, and we ate it over at my mother-in-law's. And the kids and my wife were there, and I went home because uh, I was getting going to prepare myself for the meeting. So when I was praying, preparing myself, the Lord told me, and this was something that uh, <laughs> I, used to, you know, I used to tithe off the uh, net instead of the gross many, many years ago. Well, the Lord said, I want you to tithe off your gross, not your net, because naturally that's where you're supposed to tithe off your gross. Well, I agreed to that, and that was on a Sunday. He said, I want you to do that. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And I got paid on Friday, right? Well, Wednesday came, and guess what? That was two days before Friday, before I even put it into action, but I agreed to do it. And guess what happened Wednesday? We sold the house. And he got the the guy that bought it, got a great deal, and I got a great deal. We both made out in the deal. He made out equally as well as I do, and that was a that 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 smelled like a God thing all the way through because everybody was blessed through it. 
and, but yet I had to do something else. So you always want to keep your uh, your spirit man open because sometimes there's something we aren't doing. Maybe there's a correction we need. Maybe there's something we need to stop doing that God can do it. But always be open. But if you don't hear anything from God, if there's no correction, you have peace about it, that means all is well. Just continue to stay in it. But always keep yourself open because if there's any fault or any reason to be hindered, he will tell you if you keep yourself open and you have your, you're, you're willing for that. Because I don't give any chance for this thing to be blown. I make sure that, hey, I didn't mess it up. And say, so, Lord, you show me if I mess something up or whatever. And if I don't get that, then I go full speed ahead and I go with both feet and both hands on that thing and stand on that thing until. That, that's my that's my philosophy and belief of the Word of God and, and the way to live our lives because uh, that's the only way I would know to live because that's the way we're really supposed to. That's a normal thing. That isn't a greatness or a great man or a great woman of God. That's what God That's our reasonable service, Brother Roy. A lot of people say, wow, that sounds great. Oh, wow. No, that's our reasonable service. God expects you and I to walk and walk like that and live a life like that. Exactly right, buddy. Exactly right. You know, and everybody out there, the greatest miracle, and we're talking about signs, one is a miracle following, you know. Um, yes. And the greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, the miracle of healing is wonderful. The miracle of deliverance is wonderful. But the miracle of salvation is eternity. It's not, you know, it's not physical. It's not mental. You know, it is eternity. The miracle mm-hmm. of salvation is eternity. Amen? Mm. I just want to say, Amen. and, 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 you know, not giving the enemy credit here, but the enemy will fight, will fight the miracle of salvation more than any miracle going. Mm-hmm. Amen? He will fight. Amen. But the bottom line, you have to realize one thing. Jesus is going to bring that miracle, that person in. Because he, 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 I mean, Jesus loves the per- person unconditionally, and so Jesus That's right. is. So, uh, so if you uh, pray, push, pray until something happens. If you're praying for a brother or a sister or a family member or a friend to come into into the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of darkness, don't just keep praying. Keep uh, uh, proclaiming, keep uh, uh, declaring, you know, and thanking the Lord that that person is in is into the kingdom of God, Amen. Because that's God's plan. That's what you know. The hell was made for the devil and his angels. It doesn't say anything about hell. Hell was made for uh, uh, hell. Made was made for people. And the miracle of salvation. Is one of the greatest. I just want to share something. Um, back in, in 1984, I don't know if I shared this before, but I'll look quick. 1984, uh, I was at a New Year's Eve party. At that time, I was the only born again uh, uh, child uh, person there. And anyway, through the years, from uh, 
uh, no, uh, uh, through the years, uh, uh, when uh, back in, uh, it would be 20 years later, I guess it was, uh, in BC, we moved to BC, and like Brother Ed was saying, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, the thing is, I'm going to these different, you know, everybody out there is going to these different uh, congregations, but there was nothing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I used to come out of them buildings, at the, you know, out of the churches, we'll say, um, you know, and, uh, you know, congregations, and I'd be saying, there's got to be more to you, Lord. There's got to be more than this. Uh, so I had, so there's a hunger. So here's the key. You, 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 you need to be hungry for God. You need to say, Lord, yeah. I want more and more and more of you. More and more and more of you, Lord, because basically, um, Lord, I, I, it's not enough. I want more of you. There's got to be more to you. And as you basically do that, as you basically say, I'm hungry, Lord, I need more, the Lord's going to give you more. He's going to give Amen. you more of him. More of him. Yes. So when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, 20 years later, listen to this, 20 years later, the Lord started moving people up to where I lived, up to where I lived, where I was living in B.C., Williams Lake, and one by one, my cousin, my brother, my mom and dad, my uncle, my aunt, all came to know Jesus from from uh, from uh, from that 2000. It was like in 19 I guess, 1994. I guess that be sorry, 1994 to this day. Every Praise one God. of them that were that was in that house came to, uh, 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 a miracle. A miracle. Every one yes. of them a miracle. And, the, and you know what? Because we, as Edward and I, and everybody out there, because I served the Lord. I'm not saying that I was perfect. You know, I had a lot of different things that, you know, uh, that come up, you know, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I tried my best to serve the Lord. And as I was faithful, and it's this, as you are mm-hmm. faithful, as we mm-hmm. are faithful, you will yes. see your relatives, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, everyone will come into the kingdom of God as you are faithful right. in the Lord and, and you keep and you keep your eyes on Jesus and you keep walking the walk and talking the talk. That's right. Right? Not just be here but the doer of the word. And if you and here's the key, as you follow, a signs one is a miracle so that miracle will follow you Right into your, right into your brother getting saved. Yes, it will. Or your sister. Amen, brother. Amen. Right. I've seen it. Yes, my wife and I had the pleasure of leading both our parents to the Lord, both sets, you know, her parents as well as mine when we first got saved, and uh, we've had the Amen. privilege of leading other to the Lord and uh, by our lifestyle and everything, being an influence in our family somewhat, even though it's not completely because the family, you know, gets larger and larger, more people involved. But uh, people know 
Uh, you know, there's a lot of mistakes I made when I was raised, and you know, my wife and I got married, raised the family, and everything. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes. Me especially, I made more mistakes than my wife. I would say I'll take the biggest rap, but uh, I'll tell you, for what has happened, I thank God. That they didn't stray to a way of really bad. You know what happened, and uh, several of them, a number of them now are very successful. What they're doing, very successful, and uh, we're just seeing that. And we equate that back to just what you're saying, Apostle Roy. Uh, we do our best to serve God, put forth our best effort to be like Jesus. You know. And uh, show that to the people and live that way. And because, you know, Christianity is, is if people, first of all, used to call it a religion. We know it's not a religion, it's a relationship. But it goes beyond the relationship because it's the lifestyle, not a lifestyle, but the only lifestyle to have. It's a lifestyle. And it's something we practice 24-7. It isn't something I practice on Wednesday, on Sunday, or when I'm on programs or I'm preaching and teaching. Uh-uh. It's a 24-7 thing that I practice at home, uh, at work, at play, at the store, wherever I'm at. People come here at the house. We minister to them, talk to them, my wife, right, right away. And, and, and we minister to these people. We share with them, pray. And and we 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 really we we just uh, we live the life. Our, our life is wrapped up in the things of God. Our life's all about Jesus. It really is, big time, all the way about Jesus. That God has taken us there. In other words, I'm compelled to do it. Uh, in my heart, I, I can't stop doing it because I'm compelled in my spirit, and I enjoy doing it. it. To me, it's an adventure. It's a lot of fun, and how sweet it is. Just like I told you, uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, it'll be about the gentleman came to the house. What God did there, and, and spiritual daughters, spiritual children, people would pray for, healed, delivered. Uh, I can't even begin to name everybody, but we see these results, hear these results, and uh, and there's nothing greater than to know that you were used by God, to, uh, by his power, as a vessel to get somebody healed, saved, delivered, whatever it might be, you know, whatever it is, because being used of God, touching somebody else with the power of God, to me, is the greatest thing that you can experience in this life. How sweet it is, you know, when, when being used, being a tool in the hands of God, you know. I mean, great big God, <laughs> how great he is, and little, oh, us, a little speck on the earth, and uh, to use us. And we have such a great treasure in earth and vessels, and, and he blesses us so much when we obey him. When we follow him, we just have joy unspeakable. We walk in the joy of the Lord. We have a peace. We have a, uh, a boldness. We have a strength. We don't have a regret. A lot of people live their life, and uh, they get older like I am, and, and you are a little older. Uh, not, you're not older than me. I'm older than you, of course. But uh, as we get older, senior citizens, they cause. Uh, a lot of people have regrets of how they live their life. But I have no regrets about everything I wish I would have happened that I would have accepted the Lord before age 26 because I was 26 years old when I got saved back in 1970, August 3, 1970. My wife and I got saved in our living room on the couch. The pastor and his wife came there, and we knelt at the couch, and that's where it all began. And uh, the only thing that I could say is that I think about this often some of the things that I pulled before I got saved way back in the 70s, I could have been dead the way I drove the car, the way I raced them, and uh, the way I lived, what I did. I just thought I could have been I could have been in hell uh, real 
quick, real easy, because I could have smashed the car up when I was doing better than 100 miles an hour and racing them around and carrying on and doing some things. And and, uh, and the grace of God was there, because that, that's a sobering thought, Roy, when you think about what could have happened, but God spared you and he protected you different times you could have died. I know you have a testimony Amen. about that, knowing where you would be, knowing where I would be, and that's... Uh, that right there is, uh, wow, that's about as great as it gets because I just can't imagine being hell, and I know you can't either. And But how God's yep. grace took us away from that, and now what we're doing, he knew what lied ahead. And uh, but it, it is exciting. I have, I'm looking forward to so much because uh, we haven't seen nothing yet, like the Scripture says in Habakkuk 1.5. The Lord said, if, if I showed you these things, what is going on, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. He told us that. You know, I've quoted that about a million times. That was given me personally. and But yet it's not for me personally. It's for everybody that's in the remnant meet business with God. And what he's about to do and is doing right now, uh, it's going it started to be above what we thought and experience what we see in these miracles and things that we're talking about, the great things that we were talking about. But it's even getting greater. It's going to be more commonplace for the dead being raised. Uh, people, no arms, arms growing out, no eyes, eyes coming into place. Uh, I've, I've had personally creative miracles with my kidneys, personally uh, healed of cancer, personally uh, delivered from, uh, well, I have a kidneys of a 20-year-old, I'm 78. I've had a lot of things personally happen. Like I, my wife had a lot of things personally. I mean, we've seen the hand of God and the miraculous, just like she was broadsided by a car when she was riding with a friend of ours a number of years ago. And that car, between the, the sharp edge of metal and the door and the, and the console right there, is about more than even 10 inches. And, and that would have been, she was sitting there, and, and my wife was wider at 8 to 10 inches in her body. Everybody is. And that should have literally went right through her and tore her up, but it didn't touch her. When I looked at that car, I nearly passed out. I thought, wow, this can't be. This can't be because you see 8 to 10 inches there, and, and it's all metal coming there, and there's no space. And your, your hip's against the uh, console, and anything would have happened. That thing would have come into you, but yeah, it didn't come into her. But the first thing she said in that accident, when it came towards her, the car was, Jesus! That was in her heart. And when she said that, that did the trick. That did the trick because the Lord stepped in, and how he did it, I wouldn't have a clue. Because he, he grows grass and the concrete. He does all those things. So you see, uh, there isn't anything. He defies the laws of nature, everything here, because he created them. He's over them all, so God can, can do anything. There's nothing he can't do. One thing, he, two things he can't do. Number one, he can't lie. And number two, he, he can't overdo our wills because he said he wouldn't. So he can't lie, you see. But he can do anything. He can choose to stop time. He can reverse time, which he does. And like last uh, two weeks ago, uh, another miracle there wasn't just him being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. The other miracle was time was suspended right there. For us to come out of this like that and the way we were, we started talking about that and say, man, this is different. Because I've never experienced that before in a light like that for nine solid hours sitting in one place and feeling like you just wanted nothing, you know, just refreshed. And that that had to be caught right there. That was that was the time suspension or whatever you want to call it. But uh, these are miraculous things God is doing. And uh, 
And all we have to do is just be faithful to him and keep following him because we're going to, uh, we haven't seen nothing yet to what's about to happen of all the great things we've seen uh, for what he's doing. It just, it's becoming progressive because he's going to do things for us that we never even could have entered into our hearts and minds because he's blessing his people so much and he loves his people so much. So we can't even imagine what he has in store for us because nobody has the capabilities of, the, of that. Nobody's revealed that. And uh, that's what's so exciting about it. So they talk about Christianity being a boring life, or some people think, hey, I'm a swinger. I want to do this. I want to do that. I don't want to be bored going to church. Hey, there isn't any life like being a Christian. That is the best life you can live. It's the most exciting life, most fulfilling life. I mean, that's real life. Uh, when I lived the way I lived before, I knew what that was, and that got old. Uh, they would call that the good life, the run around life, but that, that got old. And, uh, man, I wouldn't trade this for all the tea in China, what I have now for all the money in the world, because it's worth more than that. And what God has given me over these 52 years, uh, the, it couldn't be bought. It couldn't be bought because uh, it's on, on, uh, on calculatable riches and blessings that uh, there's no way I, I wouldn't trade it for anything for what God has given me in these 52 years in the realm of spiritual things, in particular in my life and everything like that, what he's done and given me and used me for and everything, I, I wouldn't trade for anything. Amen. You know, the thing is, uh, Apostle Edward, how excited do we get? How excited do we get? You remember uh, before you were born again, you know, you basically were partying, you were your, you know, went to dances and stuff like that, you know, and you, you, you but how excited mm-hmm. do you get when somebody gets saved? Like, how excited mm-hmm. do you get when somebody comes to get saved? You know what I'm saying? They add Jesus into their heart, That's man. Right. We are so excited. Right. Like, we're just, amen, right. you know, you're now you're in the kingdom of God. Now you're my brother in the Lord, you know, or sister, you know what I'm saying? How excited! How excited right. did we get when somebody gets healed? When you know, when when uh, uh, when my mother-in-law basically got prayed for, and she went to the, and they said, "Well, uh, Mrs. Conway, you have to take uh, get a few more chemotherapy and radiation." She said, "No, I don't." She said, "I'm not getting any more." She said, "I'm healed." She said, "I'm I don't have cancer," and they said, "Well, yeah, yeah, yes, you do," and she, and she said, "No, I don't." She said, "Matter of fact," they said, "Well, you know." Uh, and then, and, 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 right? And she just trusted the Lord. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, gentleman prayed for her. The Lord confirmed his word, and she was cancer free. You know, she didn't have it, Amen. it was gone. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And so, Amen. And then, Believe it. You know, yeah. And you, know, and you know, a lot of people, you know, that you got, how excited did you get? How excited did we get when uh, we were on God's power? When basically. You know, your 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 grandson was raised from the dead. He, you know, he he flapped yeah. and the Lord, you know, the Lord raised That's him from the dead. And how excited did yeah, you that baby? And that baby was raised yeah. from the dead. You know what I'm saying? This, this is supernatural That's happening. It ain't God all the way. You know what I'm saying? It's That's God. right. That's exactly right. It uh, and for my grandson, that was. Uh, the doctors saw that, and they said there's no way he should have died there. There was absolutely no clinical way he should have died, but yet he did. And God brought him back, and there was yeah. purpose in that. 
push the enemy, and, and God's not done with him yet. There's some things that he's accomplished, you know, with him, brought him back with those things that, in which we know he'll complete, because that's another thing in the Scripture in Philippians 1, 6. It says, he has begun a work in you, will continue to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, he, God always finishes what he starts. He's not like man starts something and doesn't finish it. God does it. He does it right. And just like it says in Jeremiah, it says, uh, Lord, uh, heal me and I'll be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. I think it's Jeremiah seventeen fourteen, something like that. And uh, yes. anyhow, yes. to make a long story short, when he does it, he does it right. Amen. That's the and beautiful thing of God. I really believe, I really, and I really believe your grandson, I believe your grandson, the Lord's going to use him to set others free from the, from the drugs. Oh, yes. I can see it. Yes. I can see your, yes. I can see your grandson being preaching the gospel and just giving his testimony how he, you know, you know, we overcome the blood of the land. What about I, I can see your grandson doing that. I can, it's I like the, the Lord it. is just bringing, uh, he's going to have him doing that. That's right. There's purpose. Give, he has purpose in that. Give, give yes, sir. Amen. Amen. It, uh, you know, the beautiful thing, what you're saying is a lot of people are saying, yeah, I wish that would happen to me, but they said, Boy, if you don't know my family, what they are or whatever. But, you know, I'm seeing God working the impossible in people. I've seen the impossible, what it appear like, change. Many, I can give you many testimonies on that, but I, I've seen them recently, too. Like I was telling this man the other week, and I was telling you some other things, uh, of people who are hardcore, man, how is this going to change? This person, man, that looks like they're never going to change. But they're the ones that God is changing now because this is the hour of restoration in Job 2, verse 25 and verse 26. Uh, he, he gave me that way back in 1981, that scripture, and then he sp- uh, gave me Habakkuk 2, 3, you know, the vision for an appointed time. And, and Apostle uh, Roy, this is that appointed time for restoration of our spirit, soul, yes. body, finances. Anything that we have need of, God is going to restore us. So, folks, be prepared. Just give your all to God, though. It's conditional. It's you, you're living for God. And you're in his secret place. You dwell in him. You're not one day there when you have a need, and the next day the need's met, you're out, and then, oh, i got a need again, I'll go back to God. No, we live with God. You see, the condition is that we remain in him. We dwell there. We don't visit God. We don't visit. We visit him the first time, and then we say, well, I want to make you my dwelling place, God, like the 91st Psalm says. And then too many people want to visit God when they have a need. But God says, no, I want you to dwell there. But you dwell there, he said, I withhold nothing from my children. And he doesn't withhold anything for us, but that's the condition. You know, as you read the 91st Psalm, when you read that, it all goes back to when you dwell there, because you dwell there, because you made me your Lord, uh, you made me God, I do this, I do that. But it's all because we made him Lord and because we dwell there. That's the condition. But if I don't, if I haven't made him Lord, haven't dwelled there, and I'm doing my own thing, I can't claim those promises, you see. So they're conditional on our relationship. Our relational relationship is a condition of the blessings of God. But if you give him your all, man, it's a, <laughs> He gives you an offer you can't refuse because you give him your all. He gives you his all. I promise you, you're making out far better than God is because when God gives it all and you give it all, you're giving your little all, and he's giving you his great, 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 big all, you can't beat that deal. Right? Right? You can't beat that. That's a deal you can't refuse. That's right, brother. 
And you know the thing is, I want to speak to everybody out there, all the fathers, all the fathers out there. And you, uh, you have children. And your children, the only time they want, uh, they want to be, uh, be around you as, 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 you're, as you're giving them uh, giving them finances or you're giving them presents and gifts and everything like that. But they don't want to, but you just sit down with you and talk with you and, and basically get intimate with you and everything like that. They don't want to, they, they don't want to do that. But we have to be careful. We don't do that with father, our, our father in heaven. Amen. You know, the thing is, we need to basically, we need to seek his face in God's hand. That's why Matthew 6, 3 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things are added unto us. Amen. Seeking God's face. Amen. That's what it's all about. Amen. Because you yeah. don't want your children. You don't want your children just to spend time with you because you're giving them presents and gifts and money. You want your children Amen. spending time with you because you because because they they love you. They love Amen. you. They want to have intimate relationship with you. They want you know Amen, they want to brother. spend time with you. Well, that's the Amen, same with, our, our, with Daddy John. Daddy Amen, God. brother Roy. So, thing. and so, closing, so if you've been. You know. so out there, and you're not having been spending time with Daddy God. And I'm talking about all of us, you know, like uh, myself and Brother Edward and everybody out there. You know what? Just say, you know what, Dad. And, uh, and you know the funny the thing is, I know I say Daddy God, but I think I really believe Daddy God is a more intimate. I mean, you could say Father God, but Daddy God. And where I got that from is a young lady, a young daughter. And she has such an intimate relationship with her, with her, with her father, with her father, and they're so close that she ends up calling him, calling him uh, a daddy instead of father. And I believe that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be uh, with uh, Daddy God, with the Holy Spirit, and all mm-hmm. uh, you know, and with Jesus. Amen. 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 Right now. Amen. You know, okay, in, in closure now, Brother Roy, uh, I would say to everybody, you know, if you seek his face, as you should, you're not going to have to seek his hands like you, many people do, because <laughs> seek first the kingdom and all these things be added to you, but if you're not seeking first the kingdom, you're going to be lacking, you see, so it won't be added to you. You have to seek first the kingdom for the things to be added to you. So when you seek your face, it's going to be left seeking the hands because it's going to just flow. Because it's a divine flow in life. You have certain times that there's a, you hit a snag, the enemy attack or something, but uh, he always comes through, you know, in that time too. But generally, uh, life should be a flow at times. You know, it should be a flow and transition of things that you're doing, you know. Uh, you don't, don't, you're not always in a a terrible battle and everything and situation. There's a time that you're just flowing. We have our times of battle, but there is a flow time, too. There's a time of rest. 
And uh, God sees that. We have, like, Ecclesiastes speaks of a season for this, a season for that. But uh, we just have to maintain that we're seeking him first and just following the Holy Spirit and what he wants us to do. And if you have peace in your heart about what you're doing now, if there's peace there, then continue on what you're doing. You say, well, what am I going to do next? What God want me to do? Well, when you pray and he doesn't show you anything, but you have peace what you're doing, just keep on keeping on, you see. In other words, there's a timing sometimes that he'll direct for something else or he'll, he'll do something else. But just keep on what you are doing, and it'll happen. In other words, the Bible also says be content whatever state you're in. So if you're in a state that's not too pleasant, but yet you know you have peace about it for now, you continue on doing that because if you do that, then God can promote you because you're being obedient to him. You're being faithful. And uh, faithful is a big word. I don't know whether we used that tonight. But what does the Lord say people enter in? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't that the word that's supposed to be spoken over us when we enter into the kingdom for glory at the very end of the Bible? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And we want to hear those words. So we want to be faithful at all times. Brother Roy, let's, let's wind it up right here with the people here right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, because, go ahead, Brother uh, Edward. Agreement if he didn't feel okay with you. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. And uh, right now, and uh, first of all, I'll just ask if there's anybody that doesn't know Christ as their Savior. Uh, first of all, hello, mm-hmm. this Jesus. You have to believe that you're a sinner and believe that Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price for you. And then you come to him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I choose to serve mm-hmm. you. I want to turn my ways. I need a new life. I need that change in life. I just give myself mm-hmm. to you now. And then after you do that, uh, you ask him just to take over your life, Lord. I want you to be my Savior, and I want you to be my Lord. And I generally will lead Amen. people in that, but I... I don't have to lead you now. You just, you just say you just want him to be your Lord and Savior. Forgive me of, of my sins. You died for my sins. You were buried. You were resurrected for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior now. I want you to take over my life. It's not of a lot of words that we, we go along with. But you're, you're actually asking forgiveness and want that new life that he has to offer you. It's, it's really that simple. But the only thing... You have to be is mean business. In other words, he's not listening to what your mouth's saying. He's listening to what your heart's saying. But you just do that right now. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to pray, or Brother Roy will pray for you, just pray a prayer for you all there. And then we're going to pray a prayer for healing, deliverance, and everything. And then after we do that, we'll, we're going we're gonna to sign off, but we're going to just do this. We're going to do it rather quickly because it doesn't take time to do this. We're not going to carry it out a long time, but we're just going to do this right now. So I'm going to give you some time to just ask the Lord. I've never done it this way before, but instead of leading you in prayer, uh, just to give you a minute right here to ask the Lord to come in your heart, to take over your life, then we'll say a prayer over you. Then we're going to just... Uh, speak the word of healing and deliverance and people being set free and miracles and then okay so I'm I'm not going to be talking very much here now I'm just going to thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for those coming to you now thank you Lord thank you Father thank you Lord thank you Lord 
Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those that recognize that people now, yes, as people right now are recognizing, hey, I need this Jesus. You've asked him to come into your life. You've said, forgive me. You've asked him to come into your life now, and that's what does it, to take over your life. That's what it is. And that, that saves you right there because you ask you ask him that. And right now I'm praying for you that those right now that ask him to forgive them and believe that he died for them and to make him a Savior and Lord right now, I pray for you and I ask you, Father God, to move upon these people's hearts. Just take over where they're at. Take over where they're at and direct their pathway. Direct them to people and people to them right now because we don't know who they are, where they are, or anything, but we know they're babies. And you, Lord, and they need help. So, Lord, I ask that you take over here because only you can do this, Father. We can't. So, Father, take over their lives right now in the spirit and also their lives in the physical to help them, Father. They'll find a place to go, and they'll be fed, and they'll be nurtured, and they'll be brought up in the faith, Father, right now. Those have received you as Savior and Lord, Father, right now. In Jesus' name, and bless them especially. And I bind the forces of darkness off of them, and I ask that you put a shield around every one of them and protect everyone, Lord, everyone, every, everyone, and bring those around them, Father, to minister to them. Cause everyone that asks the Lord into their heart tonight in this program or, or in the future to have that place to go that you will take care of it. You will send your person to them, Father. Now, right now, Father, I ask you, Father, that that those now that have needs, spiritual, they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, baptism of the Holy Ghost, they need to be uh, healed, they need to be set free. Right now, Father, the anointing, your anointing, Lord, your anointing. Your anointing, Father, destroys the yoke. Your anointing heals. Your anointing sets free, Father. My brother Roy and I, right now, we are agreeing together. You said we're two agreed together that it will be done of my Father, which is in heaven. And we are in total agreement now, right now, Father. Lord, we release the anointing. We know when the program started, but right now we ask a special anointing be released upon those listeners now, now, and also in the future. In the name of Jesus Christ, we release your healing, delivering, anointing now into those that have need. Now, darkness will go, sickness, disease, cancer, forces of darkness, all, all homosexuality, all forces of darkness, all bad habits, all negative things, all forces, yes, all witchcraft, all witches, all curses, all spells, all darkness must go from this audience now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and be healed and restored, restored, set free, Set free. Yes, be free right now. Be free in Jesus right now. Be free. Be healed in Jesus right now. You shall know the truth, and the truth makes you free, and that is the truth. The truth wants you free, and you know that truth. That by Jesus' shapes, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Knowing that truth makes you free. You are healed. 
all symptoms are lies. They are lying symptoms. They must leave now in the name of Jesus. All forces of darkness must leave now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Shadati, can I come out to you? Yes, cover the area. Cover the whole area. Blanket the area, Lord. Yes, blanket the area that's needed here now for every person. Every person, every person right now, Father, we thank you. We thank you for healing and for saving and delivering, Father, for your signs and wonders working, Father, as we ministered on signs and wonders tonight, Father, and your grace and your power and your love. We thank you that you are showing yourself mighty on this program tonight, showing yourself mighty, and we give you all the glory for it. We give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's done. It's done. It's done. And we do ask you to please mark it. Uh, let us know, Brother Roy, will give you any address to send it to right here, because we want your testimonies on this. We need your testimonies. This is Miracle Night. This is Signs and Wonder Night. And anointing was here. The anointing happens, you know. No matter if we pray for you individually, even if we pray, that anointing's here and we speak of the Word. And when you speak the Word, any place where the Word's being preached and taught, Healings happen, miracles happen just by talking and teaching the word, not specifically calling you out to pray for you. But we prayed for you here as well as preaching and teaching that word to you and testifying. So all that anointing is here, so you are healed by that. You're healed by that power. That's the power of God. That's the anointing of God. That's what heals you. That's what sets you free. It's not by power, might, or by our speech, but it's by the anointing. The anointing destroys all yokes. All yokes of bodies are destroyed now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, to the glory of God. Amen and amen, Brother Roy. And Paul Edward and I are in agreement that all generational curses are broken yes. over your family now. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. All curses, all generates, all curses. Amen. You are free. Nothing holding you back. No more. Amen. Now you Amen. declare you're free. Yes, you declare you're free. I am free in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus has made me free. I'm free in Jesus. You need to declare it by, by the word of your testimony, by your faith, the word of your testimony, by the word of God, and by your testimony, you're made whole. But what Jesus did and your testimony is what makes you whole. And you're whole by that word. You just declare. Amen. We're going to close the program. We're going to just say that, you know, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow you as you follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. And And as you basically, and as you follow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's our, yes. he's our you know, he, he, he's our separator. He's our sender. He, yes, he is he, our sealer also, our source and supervisor. Amen. And, and so we just we you need to you need to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying. Wherever you go and whatever you do, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice. In the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. And the Lord will use you. You will see wherever you go. You'll see miracles. That you'll be uh, the Lord will allow you to be involved in miracles of salvation, miracle of healing, and miracle of deliverances. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Tonight, Lord, we just lift up this program to you, Holy Lord, Holy Spirit. We thank you. There is no distance in you, Holy Amen. Spirit. And as, as uh, uh, Apostle Edward and myself, as we proclaimed it, we declared it in your word, Lord, that, you, that you've already confirmed your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And every person, Lord, into this broadcast tonight. And, and Lord, God willing, Lord, we will be back in two weeks. Amen. And thank you for listening. God bless. And, and good night in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, do you want me to say, Do you want to give your uh, just before you go, brother? Would you want to give your uh, your um, uh, email address, please? Yes, yes. It's Ed E D underscore Everly. That's E B E R L Y at Yahoo dot com. That's uh, no. I'm I'm sorry. I, I gave you the. That's my. I'm sorry. Let me give you my Christian. That's mother email. Let me give you my my Christian one. It's uh, extended. E x t e n d e d. They're all small casing. Extended. Hand, extended hands. That's h a n d s. Of Jesus at yahoo.com. Let me say that again. Extended. E-X-T-E-N-D-E-D, hands, H-A-N-D-S, of Jesus. That's all together, those four words, at yahoo.com, all small casing. And you can contact me there on that and give them testimony. Amen. And please, you know, do that. I mean, the thing is that, you know, uh, we spent an hour and a half here. And, you know, the thing is, we just all we want to hear, all we want to hear is testimonies of, of people getting saved and healed, and you know, and signs, wonders, but, and miracles following. Amen. That's our that's our heart. Yeah. I mean, we, we know it because we don't we, we don't know what's going on. But if you but if you tell us, you know, and you get your that's share right. your testimony, then we can all give Jesus all the glory and honor and praise for that. Amen. That's and I'm just going to add our just. We need to hear amendment. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and our our, our our email address is erwenman, E-R-W-E-N-M-A-N, and then the number one, and then at outlook.com. So that's the two emails. Please send us uh, some response, uh, yes, you know, please. of, the, of the, uh, meeting, the meeting tonight and the uh, and we just uh, we thank for we thank Reaching Out Radio International, you know, for, uh, you yeah. know, with, uh, with sister, with our sister, and uh, you know, um, you know, it's just wonderful to, to, to be uh, doing this too. Also, you know, as uh, yeah. brothers and sisters in the Lord with this, Amen. So God bless, hey. and, and uh, we'll we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, good night, Ed, yeah. brother Edward, Apostle Edward. Say hi to your uh, wonderful wife, Sabina. Yes, and also uh, your wonderful wife, Evelyn. And give her the blessing. Yeah, we'll be keep, talking soon. We'll talk soon, uh, in, which we will. Amen. Keep us in, keep, keep us in prayer, brother. We, we, we'll do the same for you. 
I keep okay, my friend. We'll do that. Okay, okay my friend, and we will <laughs> talk to you later now, and be blessed. Be blessed always, okay. everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Pastor White. 